Hi, and welcome to Enriched Perspective with Mike and Talisha Wallace, where we seek to shift paradigms through the exploration of biblical principles. I'm Mike. And I'm Talisha. Welcome Welcome to to the the podcast. podcast. So welcome to another episode of Enriched Perspectives. Just want to say thank you to all all of the listeners that are downloading and just taking the time to listen to what we have to say for the Lord. And we hope that you have gotten enriched, enlightened, and enjoyed the show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So if you ever have a chance to um, reach out, feel free to reach us on, at um, our email address is lifeinspiredproductions at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. So just wanted to say thank you for that. So I'm excited about this topic. I think it's very important that we talk about it. And let's just get started. So we're going to talk about love and it being more than a feeling. So we're going to talk about what the word says about it and what the world says about it. And I'd like to start off with the scripture found in Romans chapter 13. And we're going to read verse 8 through 10. And it says, Oh, no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another fulfilleth the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So that's a lot right there. What do you think, babe? Um, that absolutely is a lot, Talisha. Oh, sorry. I called you babe, but you are babe. <laughs> and I love you. It just I love you. Yes, and I love you too. So we're talking about love, you know. So <laughs> yes. how about just sharing some love? <laughs> All righty. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and get into this topic really quickly. Yeah. Um, so uh, that particular passage of scripture in Romans 13, um, 8 through 10, is giving us a very good synopsis of what it means Um to love mm-hmm. and it's based on of course the, the old testament commandments uh, which are still applicable today yeah um, those haven't went anywhere and the topic that we've chose of course more than a feeling is it's hopefully going to help us all see things just a little bit more clearly because uh, one of the issues that we have with this topic of love it, it is that it is really um, heavily predicated upon a feeling and mm-hmm. emotion yeah and we tend to measure and we tend to judge the amount of love that we have received as well as the amount of love that we're willing to give um, based on how we feel. Yeah. And the Bible has quite a bit to say about that. Yeah. There's another scripture. Um, this is coming from Jesus. You can find this in chapter John chapter 13, verse 34 through 35. And he says, a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. So it's important to God how we treat each other, how we love each other. Yes. It's a commandment. Yes. So. And that's that's kind of, you, you mentioned a word, it's how we treat each other. Yeah. That's part of it. Um, yeah. But as you'll find, as we hopefully delve into a little bit more, that the treating part is also not sufficient. Oh, wow. Um, so when we talk about this uh, topic of love, uh, more often than not, like I say, we're thinking of it from a first and foremost a relational mm-hmm. uh, perspective, usually some form of romantic um, encounter between, of course, man and a woman. Yeah. And 
the love is based on some type of um, feelings or some type of emotions um, that you get when you're with this person or when you're around the person. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that's how we determine or how we begin to interpret that we are in love. Yeah. And I think like we as Christians, we should take our cues about love from the word of God and not um, the world. Yes. But it's kind of difficult at times to, um, what's the word, reconcile mm-hmm. the two views because mm-hmm. there's a lot of similarities uh, okay. between what you hear um, in the world as far as what love is and how it should behave itself and then also what the word says. Okay. But one of the, the key uh, differentiators between the two is, of course, the, the love that the world is usually talking about is usually based upon how you feel. Mm-hmm. It really is based upon um, how you perceive person or how you are um, interacting with that individual. What have they done to you? What have they done for you? Mm-hmm. And that's what really determines whether you love them or not. Yeah. Uh, whereas with the Bible, is definitely whether they treated you well or whether they treated you bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't really matter mm-hmm. whether you feel it or whether you don't. It doesn't really matter. But we are commanded and we are called to love. Yeah. So what do you think are some um, influencers for um, where the world gets their their love view? Not only the world, but us as well. Yeah. Well, just human beings. Definitely you look at your the relationships that you're most familiar with. Uh, mm-hmm. So looking at if you have you know, parents in the home, mm-hmm. you're looking at your mother and father, you're looking at how they are relating to each other and how they choose to express love uh, between one another. Some families, you know, are very expressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, mothers and fathers are very um, touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. You know, they're hugging each other, kissing each other, and also doing the same to their children. Mm-hmm. Other households, when it comes down to love, they express it more so by, I feed you, I clothe you. Yeah. You have, you know, yeah. your necessities being met, so... Yeah, I love you. I don't have to necessarily hug you. I don't have to kiss you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to reaffirm anything about you or to you. You just know I love you because of the actions that I go through and I take day in and day out uh, to provide for you and take care of take, take care of you. Yeah. So definitely from the household, that's one mm-hmm. um, place that we definitely get our cues for how to love. Uh, also looking at media oh, as yeah. well. Definitely mm-hmm. TV and you know, music and mm-hmm. just uh, other influences in that regard. Of course, you got magazines. YouTube and social media, magazines, books, romance. Books. romance so books. we take our cues from those uh, different yeah. outlets and those mm-hmm. different mediums as to what it means to be in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take how they describe it and the different emotional roller coaster or different emotional journeys that you go or should be going on if you are truly in love, mm-hmm. you know, feeling all kinds of weak in the knees, yeah. SWV, I'm dating myself. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you, all these different songs that they have out there trying yeah. to tell you or trying to describe to you what it feels like to be in love. Mm-hmm. And we take our cues from that and we're looking for those things yeah. when we find our potential companion or potential mate. Yeah. Um, go ahead. So true. No, I'm listening. So it's like, when you watch the shows, read the books, get on the yep. internet, talk to your friends, family, and peers, what is like something that we see like a continual um, roots or uh, a foundation of the worldly view of love? Well, it's definitely something that's more sensual mm-hmm. and is more passion based. Yeah. Uh, it's really centered around having those uh, physical encounters. Yeah. The way that I demonstrate or show my love the way I share my love is through some type of physical, sexual in nature mm-hmm. interaction. 
also another way is by doing things whether it's buying you the the nicer things or the finer things in life or being able to provide for you in a greater way Mm -hmm. um, being able to meet your needs and your wants Um, that's another way in which uh, the world views or demonstrates or says is how love is demonstrated or how it's characterized also being able to you know take stuff off of people sometimes Mm -hmm. but that's one of those kind of weird ones Uh, and one breath you know is taking things and being able to put up with stuff and it's uh, being enduring things but another breath is like uh, the minute you're not getting what you want out of the situation uh bouncing out and doing something else yeah. so uh like i said that was kind of tricky yeah. where it, it's it's somewhat selfless at times mm-hmm. but definitely there's a, a selfish element yeah. involved when you talk about the, the love that's characterized by the world yeah and uh, you could tell because when things do get rough when times are harder uh, when things are not necessarily favorable for you, yeah. uh, pe- typically people tend to fall out of love, as they say. Just like they fell in it, they fall right back out of it, mm-hmm. and they find someone else. Yeah, I, I like another thing that we described it as the measure. Like there are some situations where people really have good relationship, and they're you yep. know they're with their spouses and through sickness and and health and poor being poor and rich. So there's some that have a measure of love but it's like to have the fullness as we read the scripture it's um it's a different level yeah because there are some people that have been taught well there are some people that have had good models Mm -hmm. role models in their lives as far as how to relate um, to your companion and how to you know commit to your companion but the the bible speaks beyond just that marital relationship and it really goes to your relationship with all mankind oh, yes um whether it's your companion whether it's your children mm-hmm. whether it's your co-worker whether it's just you know the average person that you may meet right. you know casually mm-hmm. anybody that you have interactions with and in particular those that you have probably more um continuous interactions with mm-hmm. um, it really begins to speak in that wise yeah. and that's where we're sometimes challenged because Again, you might do really well when it comes down to relating to your companion, but when it comes down to those beyond that scope, beyond your children, right. beyond your your immediate family, beyond yes. you know your your wife, and sometimes you have a struggle even within your immediate family to truly exhibit and display love. Yes, yeah, so we're talking all mankind and all relationships, Absolutely. all how we relate to people in general. Yep, and that's again, uh, yeah. that's where the the world is a little bit more focused or um, has a a much thinner scope or Mm -hmm. a much uh, tighter scope of what it means to love and how love is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what they typically kind of emphasize is the sensual part is the sexual part is the, the, um, the cohabitating that part of Mm -hmm. the part that leads to sex. Truthfully, Mm -hmm. that's what they're usually emphasizing in the books and the music and um, the media streams, because again, that's, that's what they see. That's what, you know, feeds definitely the flesh for sure. Yeah. And it, it's mm-hmm. a little bit more difficult to talk about the love of your enemy and, you know, someone True. that may not like necessarily want to watch yeah. a movie about that. Yeah, some, <laughs> somebody that's despitefully using you or Correct. you know they don't like you to love them anyway. That's Correct. that takes a lot. But like another um, thing about the worldly view of, lo- of love is like what drives it? Like what What is the influence or the motivation behind trying to um, acquire love? Yep. You know, so like fear could be a factor that people use to, I don't know if it's, they're afraid to not have anyone, so they compromise or? 
take anything or do they scare somebody into liking it? <laughs> Which type of fear are we talking about here? I don't know. Well, it could be a little bit of both. Um, sometimes the, what we would consider love, I put it like that. Yeah. And the things that are the outward, as we would say, outward um, reflection or outward manifestation of love mm-hmm. may be driven by something that's not even love. Yeah, and and true, that's where true. you talk about fear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're doing things that would, on the surface, look like you're doing out of love, mm-hmm. but it's really just out of fear. Yeah, because uh, I, I think about like young younger people mm-hmm. when they get into these relationships early and, and they're not fully developed and mature enough to handle any type of serious relationship, but they're doing things that are adult related. Yeah. And for fear of losing that boy or girl, these yep. they'll, su- they'll succumb to peer pressure and say, well, I'm, I was in love, so I gave my virginity or I did this or I did things way outside of my character zone or my comfort zone, excuse or me. Or your teaching. Yeah. For, as you want to call it, love and have you running away from home and doing all kinds of silly things recklessly saying it's for love. Yeah. It really isn't for love. It's just for fear of, of being by yourself or being alone or not being accepted or not being included and but you call it love yeah manipulation again that's another one that's that's big people you know use acts of kindness or things that again Mm -hmm. would be perceived as acts of love to manipulate the situation Um, (laughs) bad example but i'm gonna use it anyway a lot of times when people are talking about husbands and wives and wives using their wiles <laughs> to oh, <Lord>. <laughs> manipulate their companion to do what they would have or what they would like them to do yeah that's not love no. but yet because it has the essence and the aura of it mm-hmm. and because you can get too focused on the actions and because you can't really read the heart of the individual you would assume that they're doing this because they love you but they didn't cook that meal because they love you they cook that meal because they want you to buy them a new car <laughs> or you know they want you to uh, approve or to agree yeah. with whatever they want you to do mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily genuinely because they care about you and they really want you know to please you or you know, they're they're concerned about your well-being mm-hmm. it's i'm gonna use this to get what i want out of it right. and you see that in a lot of cases mm-hmm. uh, where people are and may have love for that individual and they are unfortunately being manipulated yeah. by the other person and this can go in a lot of different ways. Yeah. It can be in a marital situation, but also can be with family. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be with children, friends, friends. Try to buy friends. Yeah, and all all those different places and spaces where you feel like you're loved yeah. because of the things that they do. But yeah. the things that they're doing is not necessarily intended or from a place of love, but it's really from a place of manipulation. Yeah, you see that a lot. Yeah, and that just brings me to the next point. Like people, it's love is a it's a nice feeling. You know, you want to you want that. Yes, you want to be accepted. You want to be loved and love to love and be loved. That's like a need. It's one of those on the list. You know, they say the four the things yep. that you need to survive. I think love is on that list. I'm pretty sure it is. They say, what a feeling to be loved. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, so it's a it's a desire that I think it's a natural desire in the, in us as mankind. But it's like you got to be careful about understanding what true love is and yeah. not get manipulated and controlled and letting your emotions and passions take over. And you're not thinking clearly. You're just flying with off at, with the next person, you know, just no control, just because you want to have that security and belonging. And you want to have that feeling. 
it, yeah. yeah security feeling of security feeling of belonging mm-hmm. feeling of acceptance a feeling of inclusion yeah those are the those are feelings you're chasing feelings and you, you will chase them right to the pits of hell yeah. and, and and i say that not necessarily just the, the literal hell but also it can cause so much hell in your life yeah because you're chasing after this feeling and you're not using discernment you're mm-hmm. not using discretion yeah and you truly are falling in and out of love and when you're falling yeah. into something there is no control there is no um, temperance. Mm-hmm. There is no real reasoning or, or no intentionality behind what you're doing. Right. And that's why you see in a lot of cases, going back to more of the, the relational thing, where a lot of young women end up with children by multiple men. Young men end up with children by multiple women. Mm-hmm. You know, children have such issues, you know, with their parents and parents have issues with their children mm-hmm. and all these different issues that you see arising because people want to feel some kind of way yeah and they're not willing to be disciplined in their approach and kind of chasing or um, pursuing Mm -hmm. it so therefore they're willing to take anything when they feel something right and feelings can be very deceptive true if if you go off of emotions and you go off on feelings and and you're sensing without any type of logic, reason, boundaries, any type of principles to govern that, mm-hmm. you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. Absolutely. And when it comes down to this particular subject matter, love, people tend to just rely on feelings. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand if we want to be successful in this area, it has to be more than just a feeling. Amen. So now we talked about what the world view is on love and I think we did pretty good on that. I mean, got a clear understanding for me, I should say. Anything else you want to add to that? Caught most of them. Uh, like I say, security, relationship, belonging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we caught most of them there. Yeah. Um, and of course, th- there are those ones that are very similar to what you would see on the Christian side or the biblical side of things. Mm-hmm. Wanting yeah. a relationship is not a bad thing. No. Wanting to be included is not a bad thing. No. Wanting to feel you know, mm-hmm. like you belong is not a bad thing. No. But it's the way in which you pursue it right. and it's what you will allow and what you will, will do in order to achieve that. Right. And say it's in the name of love. Yeah. And all the things that, of course, in the world people are asking you to do for the sake of love typically are very contrary to what the word of God is saying that we should be doing as it relates to just being believers, Mm -hmm. um, as it relates to just morality in general. Right. And unfortunately we compromise all those things just to be able to have this feeling. Mm -hmm. And the Bible is like, I don't want you to do that. What the word is saying is quite the contrary. I want you to be very um, intentional Mm -hmm. um, about this pursuit i want you to have your eyes wide open i want you to understand that there is choices that you have to make in order for you to really get the fullness of this thing called love Mm -hmm. you have to be aware yes you have to make decisions Mm -hmm. you have to intentionally every day wake up and choose and be disciplined enough to follow through with your choice Mm -hmm. so with the the biblical view there are also drivers for that as well for us to want love or have love obtain love um i'm looking at trust faith hope the same things that we would like in a just any in any relationship those are driving us for relationship with god and our brethren in christ as well you know yep Um, and when you talk about those two faith and hope in particular yeah 
like I say, our faith is based on love. Right. When you talk about the biblical view of love, um, of course, we know that God is love. Mm -hmm. But then we also know that in John 3, 16, which is a very, very um, familiar passage of scripture to everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave. That was the very expression of his love. He gave his only begotten son. Mm -hmm. He died. Mm -hmm. He he went to the cross. He went through the death. He went through all of the torment and pain and everything else. I'm not going to go over all that. But he allowed him to go through that for the sake of love. That's right. And it wasn't just for the people that loved him back, but it was for everybody. Yeah. And our faith is predicated upon this love being expressed through the giving of his son as a ransom for our lives. Yeah. And then when it comes down to the other aspect of it, hope. And because he has risen, because he is alive, mm-hmm. because he was resurrected from the dead, and because because of that, now we have hope for, for better things. Right. And those two things, the faith in him and also the hope that he's Mm -hmm. coming back for us is what drives us to love him that's right and i think you can't really love him without that relationship with him so to to want that that would drive me to get closer to him to get to know him and to be known of him and that love to grow and stronger and stronger within me in my heart to, to be able to have love for others you know absolutely and that that is a part of that kind of expression mm-hmm. yeah. um, of our faith, of mm-hmm. our hope, is building relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should be striving every day, every um, day to get closer to him and mm-hmm. to understand him more and to, to be in alignment with what he would have for our lives. Yeah. And as believers, as we read earlier, the one thing that he does want us to do is love the brethren. That's right. And that takes some work, mm-hmm. especially to love beyond what we would understand love is from yeah, a worldly view exactly so I, it's definitely contrary to our natural self-serving nature um yep. to to want to have the biblical um love so we have to be purified and purged daily like you were saying daily renewing daily checking ourselves being intentional choosing love over emotion and cho- you know that's it's important yep because uh one of the other points is that so for a person to love even halfway like Christ loves. Yeah. Typically the world would be like, you're a saint. Mm-hmm. If you if you just took 60%, 50 to 60% of, of what the Bible talks about when it relates to love mm-hmm. and apply that to your life on a daily basis, most people would be like, you're, you're, you're such a saint. Mm-hmm. You're such a good person. Mm-hmm. Wow, you just have so much love in your heart for, <laughs> for everybody. Now, when you go and you take that next step, and oh. you're really trying to love like Christ love, they will say you are insane. Yes. You are crazy. Yes. What's wrong with you? No way. There's no <laughs> way in the world that I would let anybody, or there's no way in the world that I they and, and that's the the part where we're challenged with yeah. to go beyond what the worldly view of love is, to go beyond the feelings, mm-hmm. to go beyond the emotions, yeah. and really get to the, the, the choosing and the intentionality and the yeah. discipline that's necessary for us to truly love the way that Christ has called us to love. Yeah, it definitely goes, like like we said before, it goes against our nature. The worldly view is like a self-centered, and godly view is selfless. Absolutely. And that it, by itself is a challenge. And in that selfish view, and we say, well, I'm not selfish. And we always say, I can't help who I love. But it's so funny how somebody cross you good enough. Oh, oh you'll cut them off. And I'm not saying that it's, it's not right for you sometimes to cut people off. Because yeah. sometimes it, it is it is necessary. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like when you cut them off, how do you feel about them? 
That's it. Right and, that, there. and that's where the challenge comes in. It's not so much that I had to let you go or had to remove you out of my life or had to get myself out of the situation. But it's how do I now feel about you mm-hmm. now that I'm no longer in that situation with you? Right. Can I still have no ill will towards you? Can I right. still not be bitter against you? Can I still have kind thoughts and affections towards you? And that is completely contrary to how we you know, think about love in the, in the worldly sense. Mm-hmm. Like if I cut you off, I cut you off for a reason. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, like I say, you can go kick rocks and pound sand <laughs> and whatever right. else you want to say. My you know, lose my number, lose my name. Don't mm-hmm. don't even speak my name. If I hear you speak my name, I'm bushing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, so we go true. to the ten because because we have been slighted, because we have been mm-hmm. hurt, because we have been in some cases even abused, and yeah. we we feel justified mm-hmm. in this behavior. Yeah. According to the world. But when it comes down to, to the godly love and when it comes down to what the Bible says about love, yeah. it's not so. So my question, is it possible to do these things without having God in your life? I mean, like the love that the Bible talks about sounds to me like if you don't have the spirit of God, I don't think we you can just naturally do these things just without it being a big struggle. No. I just cannot. I mean, we get deeper into what the Bible, how it describes love. You need the power of God in your life to do this. I would have to agree with you because there's just um, some things that naturally, yeah, it, it, it just doesn't come naturally for no. you. It doesn't come naturally for me to love somebody that despitefully uses me. You know they are. It, it definitely doesn't come naturally for me to have an enemy that I know is my enemy that has no desire for my benefit or my well-being and is intentionally, deliberately trying to hurt or harm me. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time trying to love them and and to still think good of them and to still wish them well and and hope for their for the best for them. Right. I I have a very hard time, mm-hmm. you know, when somebody has abused me or when somebody or, has done harm to me mm-hmm. in a place where in a time maybe I was vulnerable. I have a hard time letting that stuff go and still being able to love them mm-hmm. like, i'm really just being honest them. like like not just like i'm just saying oh i love you but like really really you really care yeah. that they're okay mm-hmm. you really care you know that they're doing well to the point where whatever they've done you're you're not holding it against them mm-hmm. if if something comes up no i'm not gonna you know revert back to all the things that you've done mm-hmm. but uh, instead i'm going to defend you until there is proof or evidence and even when there's evidence i'm not going to your business out there on the streets but instead yeah. i'm going to pray for you mm-hmm. and ask god to forgive you and to help you and you're going to forgive them and i'm going to yeah i got a problem with somebody at a times so yeah. i'll just be honest if, if i'm trying to do that in my own or on my own strength or, or yeah or with my own goodness it's it's not going to happen and that goes back to that measure you can have a measure yeah but the full to fully love you you need god to help you because there's just some things that as a man, it would be extremely difficult, if not impossible, for me to get over or to get through without the help of God. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. So for me, like I know that I need God. Yo. I, I need his help to teach me daily how to love the right way. Yeah, and you have to choose to do it. Yep. So. And then just, even, a, even a more simple example is we're just selfish naturally. Yeah. And it's just so easy for us to think of ourselves more than we think of others. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, we can quickly, especially we're dealing with emotions and feelings, 
fall out of love. Yeah, cut them off. And because I don't feel this way about you, I don't have the same emotional reaction when I'm with it around you. Mm-hmm. And I still want that emotional reaction. I want that tingling sensation. I want that, you know, ethereal happiness and bliss <laughs> going on. Yes. I want them firecrackers going off in my head. Oh, yes. The so, warm fuzzy feelings. And I'm selfish. I'll go chase after that. Yeah. You're At not the expense doing of everything yeah. and everyone around me because it's about me, my, and I. Yeah. And that's how people get manipulated into doing things they don't want to do. And I wouldn't want to be a executor of that. Correct. You know, just so selfish. I don't care if it's making you feel bad or embarrassing you or making you, you know, go against your standards and whatever. I just want what I want. Yeah. And I'm going to call it love because in my mind, I think I love you because I feel some kind of way about you. Yeah. But I don't realize that if I'm asking you to do these things that are contrary to your beliefs, if I'm asking you to violate your principles, I probably don't love you. Yeah. Let me just say, I don't love you because if I loved you, there's no way I would ask you to do something that would would cause such a deep Mm -hmm. scar and a bruise to you. Yeah, or break the trust or you know hurt the person. That's not love. So, but that's what we call love. Yeah, and if you don't do it, we say, well, you don't love me Mm -hmm. because you didn't do this or you didn't do that, Mm -hmm. and that's unfortunate because again, just because I did it, don't mean I love you either true that's that's so true and it goes back to those other things we were talking about earlier i might be doing it for a completely different reason that has nothing to do with love Mm -hmm. but because you think it's love you're assuaged yeah so true okay so this scripture first john chapter 3 verse 18 says my little children let us not love in word neither in tongue but in deed and in truth so that goes to show you may be doing something, but it still has to be in truth. It has to be real. Correct. And just doing, going through the motions and having the appearance of love because that's easy to do. Yep. And I, with that, we're going to talk about the one scripture that everybody or the chapter that everybody uses at every wedding. Oh, yeah. To try to describe love. First mm-hmm. um, Corinthians. Wait for it. 13th chapter. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I didn't even do the first part, couple of scriptures. Mm-hmm. But in essence, it was talking kind of about that same subject matter. Yeah. Um, I think one through three was talking about all the different things that you could do. But in all reality, it was related to the gifts and in the church. Mm-hmm. It's talking about uh, having wisdom and knowledge. It's talking about giving your body to be burned. It was talking mm-hmm. about prophesying and all these different things that's related to the execution or the usage of gifts in the church. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, if I do all these different things that on a surface will look like I have love, mm-hmm. but if I have not charity, mm-hmm. he said, profit me nothing, yep. or I am nothing, or, or it's useless in so many words. Right. And a lot of times what we do is we try to supplant the actual inner working of love mm-hmm. with actions. Yeah. We do yep. a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we don't necessarily do it in love or with love. Right. Like I say, it's talking about giving your body to be burned. And mm-hmm. it's like, how can you give your body to be burned, you know, and not and not be love? Yeah, that's I. That seems pretty extreme to me. Exactly. You give all your all you all your money to the poor and do all these drastic things, and say, you know, and it still say, but you don't have love. Mm-hmm. In our mind, like. 
surely they'd got love. Yeah. Surely if you, you know, go to work every day for your companion, you bring home the check and, you know, you don't cheat. You have yeah. love. Surely if you do this and we pick all these different circumstances, mm-hmm. well, yeah, there is an appearance. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have love. Yeah. What got me was on and only you know. And only God you know. know and God know. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that we do or are doing that's not rooted in love. It's just it's some going through the motion. <laughs> think about it, like we were talking about like uh as far as duties in the house. <laughs> oh Lord. And like you said, uh that you cook, but it ain't necessarily just for me. I said that? It was cooking or cleaning. It was one of the two. It, but it was something that oh, Lord. we would consider as, like, if you do this as a oh. wife, then <laughs> you truly love your companion. But it was like, no, that's part of it. But the reality is I don't like a dirty house, so I clean up. Right. Or and I'm hungry, so, so I cook, and you get to eat some of the food. <laughs> but it wasn't necessarily for you only or for you with the only one in mind. Right. Just like working. Like, I'm going to go to work because like i like getting paid yeah yes i bring my check home and you know i divvy it up and we take care of the responsibilities of the home mm-hmm. but some people it's like yeah i do that but it's not necessarily because i just so love my family but it's to keep up an appearance yeah it's so nobody say that and it's so that i can have the admiration and the respect and the adoration of men yeah. as opposed to really being something that's being done from a place of love mm-hmm. and like you said only god really knows mm-hmm. where your head or your heart is when you do these things yeah and um, only you know, and that's why it's so imperative. Like I said, I need God in my life yeah. to be helping me in this area because, again, you could flip that switch so yes. quick to going from doing things from a place of love to mm-hmm. doing things for every other reason under the sun but love. Right. It could start out with the intense of love, mm-hmm. as an example, sports with kids. You can start out, oh, I just want little Billy, you know, to be the best that he could be. And <laughs> I want to give him an opportunity to, you know, just try everything, you know. And then all of a sudden, little <laughs> Billy get pretty good. And I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you start you're pressing and pushing and, and you know, trying to make them do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, it stopped being about them. And it stopped being about loving them and just giving them an opportunity. And it really becomes about you mm-hmm. becomes a, about your reputation your yeah. name it becomes about how it makes you look or yeah. how people perceive you and you get way off the mark right and we could do that even with love say so you talk about couples let's go back to that again power couples mm-hmm. say so did you really get married because you love them or because they'll make you look good Right. Because they'll help you with your five or ten year plan. <laughs> they'll wow. be your you know, your shortest path towards a pretty house and a white picket fence and, you know, the lifestyle that you you want to live. Yeah. Or was it really because of love? Yeah. And sometimes it's a harsh reality that we have to face that yeah. what I may have done may not have been wholly because of love. Yeah. And the thing I also like about it is maybe you didn't start off with all of the things like a pure pure heart but you had like the emotion there's some there's some good stuff in there but you got to get to the point where you be honest and say okay i'm not fully i'm not doing everything i fully can do and i need the lord to help purge me and help me to produce that full fruit of love you know like everything not just little parts of it because you you know you first meet somebody and you know you have all the emotions and you like them and all that stuff but you should be growing in love and not just like just stopping at a certain point and saying, well, okay, yeah, we'll just 
say we love each other and just go through these emotions, um, go through the motions, yep. but never really fully um, getting getting the fullness of the love that God has for us. So it's important that we check our hearts and our motives. You know, I think we were talking about as a, just an analogy, uh, a plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a a fake plant. Yeah. And in every which way, it looks like a real plant. Yeah. And in that moment, in that time, for the decor that you may have in your home, it fits perfectly fine. Yeah. But it'll never grow. No. It'll only be exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And there will come a time where you may want to change your Mm -hmm. decor. You may want to do something different. Mm -hmm. And because this plant does not have that flexibility, doesn't have that mandibility, it can only exist in this specific context Mm -hmm. of your life. Yeah. And sometimes how we deal with love is the love that we have, the love that we show, the love that we've allowed to grow in us mm-hmm. is only for a specific context mm-hmm. of your life. Right. And that's why you do have so many issues with marriages, because I think you said the one about women marry men with the intent to to change them. And, oh, yeah. And on the men marry women with the intent for them to stay exactly as they are. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I guess it just depends on like, say you have a woman that everything tight and right in the right places you know how you look nice and good on the wedding day mm-hmm. beautiful and you know all put together before life happens um so the men they say the men say don't change and the woman is in her mind's like i can change him uh-huh. and then it's like years later down the line it's like um the woman changed <laughs> and the man didn't change Exactly. She didn't change him like she thought she could change. You know. And now you're all up in arms. Yeah. And your love is not what it used to be for them well. because you feel like they have done the necessary work to give you what you want. Yeah. And it it still becomes very selfish. Well, of course. Um, it's what it started <laughs> selfishly. Like, <laughs> yes. don't do, don't get big. Don't get out of shape. Stay exactly know, stay. as you are. And then the man, you better make all this money and make me happy and be this this uh, distinguished gentleman when I take you out. Don't embarrass me. You go. <laughs> you right. Know? So it's like we have these ideas and like, and no, it might not work out that way. You correct. Know? And I have to love you regardless of what you look like 10 years from now or and that's what love allows you to do when it's the right type of love it yeah. allows you to be able to flex yeah when things are not um, ideal mm-hmm. uh, when it's not the best situation for you or for the other ver- person mm-hmm. when it's not what you anticipated or even expected right um, still being able to have love for that individual um, and that's what that plastic plant doesn't allow for yeah. There is no growth. No. There is no evolution. It is only what it is. Yeah. Until the day it dies. And it, it doesn't it doesn't actually die. It just sits there and just takes up space and collect dust. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't produce any type of oxygen, no type of value. It's just there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you talk about a, a loveless or a dead marriage, you're doing all of the things mm-hmm. that would from the outside looking in look like you love this individual. But everything else inside and around it is, is just dead. Yeah. It just looks good. Mm-hmm. But there's no life. There's no growth. Nope. And one of the things that, of course, Christ said he came to, to give us is life and that more abundantly. Right. And one of the ways in which we definitely have a more abundant life is by actually applying what he says about love to our right. lives. Absolutely. And again, that's where you get to First Corinthians 13, mm-hmm. um, specifically verses, I believe, four through seven or eight. Eight, it looks like. 
four through eight. And there's quite a few things. There's like about mm, 11 or yeah, about 11 things that he says that we should be doing as it relates to love and, and how love should be behaving. Mm-hmm. And say I think that's why I say when you're in a world, you just have a measure at best. Right. But when you start talking about what the scripture says, um, mm-hmm. verse four says, charity suffereth long and is kind. Envy if not, charity vaunted not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail, whether there be tongues, they shall cease, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. The wow. only thing that continues and is consistent and lasts is love. But he said how, how it should be mm-hmm. administered. Right. So I mean, you start backing up the the world's philosophy to the word, there's some big differences. There's some gaps. Like, whoa. So when somebody say, I love you or I, I'm in love with them, like, let's see what the Bible says about them. Do you, if you're not in this category or you might want to say, just say I kind of like them a little bit. <laughs> I find them attractive, right? Or don't use the word love because that's that's a powerful thing. Yeah, and you're signing up for something significant when you say you mm-hmm. love somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a it's a responsibility, it's a privilege, and it's an honor to love and to be loved. And sometimes we just take it too casually, or we, yeah. we handle it too lightly. Yeah. And because of that, uh, the very essence of it. Is becomes uh, distorted. Yeah, perverted. And that's, and that's why we have yeah. what we have today because yeah. because people have been using that word so freely, so mm-hmm. casually, and have not necessarily been backing it up as the word of God says. Right. So now you got this weird, like you say, perverted version mm-hmm. um, that is basically what's mainstream's view and opinion yeah. and understanding of love yeah. um, to the point where things that the word calls lasciviousness things that the world calls inordinate affections mm-hmm. um we now call love right and we say it's acceptable mm-hmm. we say it's okay and that's not what the word says right and we say that okay it's, it's acceptable for me to say i love god but not keep his commandments when he said if you love me you got to keep my commandments right so the world has taken this concept of love and just really just did a number with it mm-hmm. and the funny thing is like you said even in the relational marital um institution they read this scripture all the time all the time and we listen to it and, and we really don't take inventory around it yeah like you said they're just the very first one long suffering mm-hmm. and they say just being able to endure evil injury provocation without being filled now this is the trick mm-hmm. it's not just going through it but not being filled with resentment indignation or revenge wow and that, that's the part that's wow. challenging mm-hmm. it's, like, it's, it's one thing to suffer it's one thing to suffer long but it's a whole nother thing to not feel some kind of way that's it right there that's that's where the challenge comes in and we just had the top the first one that's number one already struggling like what <laughs> right wow you mean i got to let that go yep and don't wish them don't wish nothing bad right you patient waiting for the best best for that person yep number two it's kind mm-hmm seeks to be useful mm-hmm. not only seizes an opportunity of doing good but searches for just searches them out Patient under injuries and apt to 
and inclined to do all the good offices of her power. Now we we kind of we can be kind. We yeah. we try to be kind as long as you're kind to me. Right? Is it? But is it to everyone? All men? No. It's just to the people that I like. The people that you know and that don't get on my nerves. Those are the <laughs> ones I'm kind to. Oh my gosh. And it's kind of like, I'm looking at this, this looks like it's like the characters of Christ. You know, this is the spirit of Christ because oh. God is love. Yeah, that is his character. Yeah. And he's demonstrated everything that he's saying, everything that he's yeah. lining out or putting out there, he's already demonstrated. Mm-hmm. So he's showing us that it's it's doable, it's feasible, but you're going to have to do it with him mm-hmm. because you can't do this all this on your own. I say envy if not. That's oh, number yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Suppresses envy. Yeah. Oh boy, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, and then Not you're talking about the the spouses, like the power couples, yep. be fighting within their own homes. Yeah, it, it's it's hard not to be grieved at the good of others, mm-hmm. and either at their gifts mm-hmm. or their good qualities. If they get honored, this it's tough not to feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. That's why you have spouses competing. Yeah. With each other, like yeah. you mentioned, instead of pr- promoting and uplifting and supporting one another. They both trying to go after the same goal, but mm-hmm. they're going in different directions. Yeah, and it's about who gets to the goal. It's not that we did it; is which one of us did it. Yeah, yeah, so true. So this one it says, "It vaunted not itself; is not pu- puffed up." So it's like it's not bloated with self conceit. Wow, does not swell up swell upon its accusations. I don't know what that acquisitions. Acquisitions. See, I shouldn't even try to say that word. <laughs> but anyway, it's just not self promoting. It sounds to me that's what they're trying to say. It's not trying to be in the front limelight, look at me, um, not arrogant, um, looking for honor of itself. It does it subdues pride and vainglory. So that's a big one too. People are pride of life, you know, like yeah. it's me about me, myself and I and what I wanna do, what I don't you know. That yeah. one's a little deeper. You can go ahead. Huh? It's a little bit more to that. Yeah, it's just that it's not insolent, apt to despise others or trample on them or treat them with contempt or scorn. Mm-hmm. Um, true love will give us an esteem of the brethren and raise our value of them. And this will limit our esteem of ourselves and prevent the tumors of self-conceit and arrogance. Wow. And, and that's where we typically struggle there. Like we're oh, trying yeah. to, to build our own brand and, you know, yeah. our own profile you know raise our own profile and not really thinking of others we're not esteeming others more highly than we esteem ourselves Mm -hmm. we're not looking to promote or to exhort or to praise others we're looking for the praise we're looking for the honor we're looking for the glory we're looking for the the elevation as opposed to looking for others yeah and we talk about true love yeah yeah you're not vaunting yourself you ain't all full of pride you ain't puffed up yeah and then also you don't behave unseemly yeah uh that's where again those crazy weird nasty proclivities that we may have <laughs> they you, you got yourself under control right <laughs> like mm-hmm. say does nothing in decorous nothing that is in the common account of men base or vile Ooh. so we got our passions and our proclivities in check mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's not for breaking order right it's keeping up with the distinctions of god the distinctions god has made between men and acting is a decently in its own station mind its own business Ooh, i like that one without taking upon it to men or censor or despise the conduct of others in other words it's just know how to act pretty much 
<laughs> and sometimes we be acting ignorant. Ignorant. <laughs> we, wow. we think that's a display of love. No. You know, because I acted ignorant for you. Yeah. No, you just acted ignorant. No, you ain't got to do all that. You ain't got to just calm yourself down. And that even says it. It calms down angry passions. It's like, just relax. Yep. Calm down. All right. Yep. So number six, it says it's utterly or an utter enemy to selfishness. And I think we've kind of mm-hmm. ate that one up quite a bit. Oh, for and sure. it says seeketh not nature. its own. And it says does not inordinately desire nor seek its own praise to honor or honor or profit or pleasure. And again, it's not necessarily just destroying your whole regard for yourself. Right. But it's just, again, putting others, you know, needs and you know their concerns mm-hmm. up there with yours. Not always looking only at yourself. Not always just looking for your own benefit and well-being, but seeking, you know, that of others as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, again, where we have challenges when it comes down to sometimes we do good with our household, with our wife and our children. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do good with our, you know, immediate family. But then when you start continuing to expand that bubble uh, we get worse and worse and worse yeah. and worse in that regard even the the things that we do for those that are in our immediate circle are sometimes self-serving of course. It's still not from the place of love yeah it's just somebody say nothing and shut up and leave you alone mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> true. say it that way it's but true. sometimes it's, it's just more of a pacifier than the true act of, of love and kindness yeah yeah this definitely is deeper than what we well just throwing the word out there yep okay um it tempers and restrains the passions is not exasperated mm-hmm. it corrects a sharpness of temper sweetens and softens the mind so that it does not suddenly conceive nor long continue a vehement passion i may i just butchered that but yeah yeah i'm gonna agree with you i butchered that <laughs> Okay, so which one is this one? So, which one is this? Uh, um, which one is this? Number so it's right before thinks no evil. Uh, so it's uh, not easily provoked. Oh, is that what I, I just read? Ooh. Yeah. So it's really <laughs> just never being angry without a cause. Oh boy, I should have just said that. And being able to confine your passions within the proper limits. So yeah, you're gonna get upset. But the Bible also tells us to be angry and sin not. Right. It says, let not the sun go down on your wrath. It also talks about anger lying in the bosom of a fool. That's right. And understanding that, yeah, you're gonna feel some kind of way at times, but not allowing yourself to be overcome mm-hmm. by these feelings. Yes. Because it is more than a feeling. Yes. And passions could be the other way. Like I say, you can have yeah. a sexual attraction or different things, but your other responsibilities and obligations and, and your commitments override those things. Mm-hmm. And because of love, they say, I don't cheat or I don't, you know, go out and commit sin when it comes down to the things of God. It's, mm-hmm. it's because I love him. I don't do these things. It's not That's because right. it's a legalistic thing here. It's because because of love. Mm-hmm. And love causes me to bridle my passions. That's right. And allows me not to go above and beyond or mm-hmm. go out of the way. It caused right. me to find myself in error. Mm-hmm. That's so true. All right. Thinks no evil. Yes. And this is <laughs> this is one I don't be angry in front. <laughs> Got to work, <laughs> work on that one. Oh boy! Because again, Ooh. it's easy to. Oh yeah, well, this one is yeah. This one is kind of um, challenging. Yeah, to say the least. Because well, you know somebody that does some dirt, mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. if they did some dirt to you, and be in the past, it's hard not to think evil of that individual. 
it's wow. hard not to bring that mess back up and it's hard not to use that as a way by which we judge their current and future actions. Oh my gosh, that is so It's hard not to speak about it. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes you talk about the gossiping and the, mm-hmm. the tail bearing and mm-hmm. and the and the, what is the other word they use? Backbiting. Uh, backbiting. That that backstabbing. All kind of stems from evil thinking. Wow. And how you feel about somebody, what they did to you, how they might have you know spited you or wronged you, how they might have mm-hmm. <laughs> got on your nerves. Oh my gosh! So it's saying it will never. This is love we're talking about. It will mm-hmm. never indulge suspicious. Suspicion without proofs, but will rather incline to darken and disbelieve evidence against the person it affects. In other wow. words, I'm not going to be so quick to believe everything I hear mm-hmm. about an individual, wow. but because I'm going to wait until all the facts are, are there before mm-hmm. I make a conclusion mm-hmm. about this person or, the, or their actions. Yeah. And we struggle me with that sometimes because mm-hmm. we jump to conclusions oh yeah and we say yeah. uh, past actions you know kind of do mm-hmm. predict current behaviors and all that stuff yeah and we use that as our way of being able to justify our evil thinking of that individual mm, yeah and a lot of times we jump to conclusions mm-hmm. and we prejudge the matter and we prejudge the individual in regards to the matter yeah. and That's so true. It's, we're not demonstrating love yeah i mean that just leads right to the next one Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rather in truth. Uh, it takes no pleasure in doing injury or hurt to any. Mm-hmm. It thinks not evil of any without clear proof, what you just said. Like of any, any situation, that parent, child, yep. co-worker, <laughs> spouses, family members, and all that. That is a challenge because again, we were so conditioned yeah. to always, oh, I am, let me talk about me, conditioned to think the worst. Mm-hmm. And it's it's difficult at times to not jump to those conclusions. Yeah, and that's one of those areas that I have to ask God to help me mature in. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you just feel some kind of way, you yeah. start going back into your rolodex of all the mm-hmm. things that and encounters that you had, and how you know different things played out, and you start making assessments and coming to conclusions. Yeah, and that what gets me is this other point. This talks about the sins of others, or rather, the grief of a charitable spirit. Then it's then it's water delight. So they're not happy to hear about somebody sinning. Correct. Yeah. And that's again. Sometimes we we get a little bit too excited when people mess up, or when, mm-hmm. when somebody you know has problems or things are not going well in their life. Mm-hmm. We just way too quick to share that information, and way too quick, you know, to be you know just loose with it, mm-hmm. not really thinking about the person and the impact that it may be having on them or their family or. You know, just the people yeah. that they may have influenced, not even thinking to pray for them or, you know, yeah. having any concern for their health and well-being. It's all about, mm, mm-hmm. And again, y'all that get. backbiting mm. and that hearsays and mm. all those different things come into play. Yes. And God help us. So we got just a little bit more time here. Okay. So we're going to try to walk through these last two pretty quickly. Okay, go um, ahead. Take it away. And they kind of go pretty quickly. Beareth and endureth all things, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty pretty straightforward i think it explains itself mm-hmm. they say we'll draw a veil over them as far as it is con- consistently with duty it is not for blazing or p- or publishing the faults of a brother till d- 
duty manifestly demands it. So in other words, again, all these English terms. Yeah, you butchered that one. <laughs> but it's just being able to make sure that before you go publicizing right. things about people, before you speak on matters, just make sure you have all the information. Mm-hmm. And even when you do, mm-hmm. you still should be so quick and so excited and happy about sharing, especially bad news. Exactly. Pray for them. That's right. Consider Cover. yourself. Cover. Yeah. Don't be so quick to to be one of the the ones to stand and to confirm uh, the demise of your brother and your sister. Right. Say, though such a man be free to tell his brother his faults in private, he is very unwilling to expose him by making them public. Mm-hmm. Again, go to them and them alone. Don't don't just tell everybody yeah. all around them. Make and, a phone call. And, and then they have to. I heard somebody said that you mm-hmm. said again backbiting and different things. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we all have to continue to work on holding all things or bearing endureth all things i'm sorry mm-hmm. uh, holds firm's thought it must be shocked borne upon sustaining all manner of injury and ill usage and bears up and under it such as curses commissary slanders prison exile bonds torments and death itself for the sake of injurious and of others and perseveres in his firmness and that's talking about the enduring all things my mm-hmm. wife is looking at me laughing because no, I, I probably look <laughs> kilted a little bit that's okay because i'm trying to go I, fast yeah i messed up so that's but it's just saying that no matter what your circumstance or situation you're able to endure and you're able to hold firm and fast mm-hmm. and it doesn't cause your your opinion to change right that's really what it boils down to yes. and then lasting believing and hopes well of others which ties back into everything mm-hmm. else that we've been saying um, so in a conclusion, and we haven't really even got to what the word says specifically about a believer as it relates to loving the brother. And there's all kinds of scriptures oh, yes. um, about that in Ephesians uh, 4, Galatians 5, mm-hmm. Philippians, uh, the first or the second chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go into Romans. Uh, where in Romans can you go? You can go to Romans 12. Uh, you can go to First John. Mm-hmm. You can go to again Ephesians three, First uh, John four, mm-hmm. uh, Romans thirteen. It's all over the place where it continually speaks of this thing called love. Yes. And again, we use this First uh, Corinthians thirteen quite a bit mm-hmm. um, to discuss love as it relates to the marital um, union and bond. But that love okay. was applicable across yeah. the board for everybody, everybody in every situation, mm-hmm. and we sometimes forget that and because of that we're not loving the way that god would have us to love and we're being driven by our feelings and by our emotions Mm -hmm. and we're allowing that to dictate how we choose Mm -hmm. to love people right and the bible is saying so many words it's so much more than Mm -hmm. a feeling it sure is it really is a choice and it's a discipline that's right and as you allow god to take over and you begin to submit your ways to him and you really truly allow his character to become your character you will find yourself loving in a way that may look cause you to look like a saint to the center but eventually it's going to make you look insane Mm -hmm. (laughs) because for what god took and what he dealt with what he endured all for the sake of love he's asking us to arm ourselves likewise that's right love it is more than than feeling and there's know that old uh rock and roll song comes to mind when when i say more than a feeling but the lyrics don't match what we're trying to say but anyway (laughs) are you gonna bust me up (laughs) it's more no i mean because that's when i say hey i know there's a song out there that's called more than a feeling then i read the lyrics listened to the song it's like no it don't match what we're saying but what we're saying 
matches it is more than a feeling. It really is. Love is more than just some feeling that. So we don't want you to be deceived with thinking you in love or you love somebody or something, and you, these qualities are not pushing through. Um, if you are a believer, and if you're not a believer, um, prayerfully you will become a believer and get the fullness of the love of God because it is a fruit of the spirit. And, and until it, then, you have a little bit more discernment around yeah. the things you choose to call love. It's a great thing to possess. All right. So um, in conclusion, the scripture says, as we begin, no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law and love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. A new commandment I give to you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples indeed, if ye have love one to another. Well, that's our time. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode has further enriched your perspective. Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Talisha. God God bless. bless.